This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey there, happy Wednesday. I'm Hillary with your four minute buzz and here are some of today's top stories. Yesterday, the Senate Judiciary Committee held another hearing with Facebook and Twitter CEOs Mark Zuckerberg and Jack Dorsey. The hearing focused around big tech censorship during and after the election, especially their content moderation policies. Since the election, Facebook and Twitter have cracked down on what they deem to be misinformation. Twitter has notoriously flagged tweets suggesting election fraud, especially against President Trump. Republicans claimed the companies were purposely suppressing conservative points of view. And in a viral moment, Senator Ted Cruz asked Twitter's Jack Dorsey if some example tweets would be flagged as disputed information. But the examples didn't come from Republicans. Mr. Dorsey, would the following statement violate Twitter's policies? Quote, absentee ballots remain the largest source of potential voter fraud. Uh, I imagine that we would label it so that people can have more context. In okay. How about this quote? Quote, third party organizations, candidates and political activists. Uh, voter fraud is particularly possible where, quote, third party organizations, candidates and political party activists are involved in, quote, handling absentee ballots. Would you flag that as potentially misleading? I don't, I don't, you know, know the specifics of how we might enforce that, but I imagine um, a lot of these would would uh, have a label pointing people to a bigger conversation. Well, you're concept. right. You would label them because you've taken the political position right now that voter fraud doesn't exist. I would note both of those quotes come from the Carter Baker Commission on Federal Election Re- Reform. That is Democratic President Jimmy Carter and former Secretary of State James Baker. And Twitter's position is essentially. Voter fraud does not exist. But will any consequences actually come from this round of hearings? Well, if so, they'll probably revolve around reforms to Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act, which protects Internet platforms. But Senator Mike Lee took a different approach. He claimed that the companies committed deceptive trade practices by not giving users what was promised. He explained how on Fox News. What do you plan to lay out for them that they should abide by? Look, for me, it's very simple. I want them to offer the service that they claim they're going to be offering to their customers. When their customers get on one of these platforms, they expect to get both sides. They expect that both sides will be treated fairly. And that's not what's happening. That's a deceptive trade practice, and that's putting them potentially squarely in the crosshairs of Section 5 of the Federal Trade Commission Act. Mm -hmm. They don't want to be there, and they shouldn't be there. And President Trump made headlines yesterday for another high-profile firing. This time, it was Chris Krabs, director of the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency. Now, part of the agency's duties was to protect the 2020 election from hackers, and Krebs recently claimed that it was the, quote, most secure in American history. Well, apparently President Trump disagrees. Instead, he claimed while announcing Krebs' firing that elections suffered from, quote, massive improprieties and fraud. But while nothing has been found yet that could flip the election, more uncounted votes were found in Georgia. During the state's recount, officials found a second batch of nearly 3,000 votes that were never transferred from a memory card. 
President Trump netted about 450 more votes than Biden from the card, but that still leaves Biden about 13,000 votes ahead. The recount is projected to conclude later today. I'm Hillary. That's your four minute buzz. And now here's Glenn and Stu with the first hour of the show. Thank you so much. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Today's show could go awry. Oh, yeah. Quickly. The, the, uh, it's on schedule to go awry at this point, I would say. <laughs> it's maybe mm-hmm. already awry, mm-hmm. but uh, welcome to the program. Glad you're here. Good show. Maybe coming up for you in just a second. <laughs> I want to talk to you about uh, Keeps, our spotlight sponsor for uh, Blaze TV. They make this broadcast possible online. Keeps uh, would like to ask you if you've been noticing your hair is uh, kind of falling out. Uh, if you are somebody who is just like you're spending extra time making sure your hair is just covering perfectly aligned, yeah, that it covers yeah. everything. No, that one hair yeah. has to be the. Uh, <laughs> might be time to try keeps. Mm. I want you to go to k e e p s dot com and uh, and just take a couple of pictures of your hair. You send it into the website. You post it. They have a a, a doctor that looks at it. They prescribe the right medication for uh for you they even send it to you you get i think what is it 50 percent off yeah 50 percent off your first order uh and once you start taking this stuff it, it really helps i know i've been taking it for years uh k-e-e-p-s dot com slash save keeps.com slash save get 50 percent off you got to go to that website though keeps.com slash save do it now. All right. We'll probably all tear our hair out here in just a few minutes. Stand by. What you're about to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Oh, well, hello, America, and welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Quite a program for you today. We are going to uh, we're going to check in, see what the latest is with the uh, vote. We're also going to check in, what's the latest with Joe Biden? Oh, are these going to be 100 days of just sheer joy? Ha <laughs> ha, you bet. Also, we have uh, uh, somebody who has been following high tech for a very long time. He's going to tell you some things. We're going to go over what happened uh, in the Senate yesterday uh, with Zuckerberg and and, uh, Jack, the nose king. Um, uh, We're going to go over that with him. But you need to hear some things that big tech is working on that uh, should should wake your neighbors up and your friends. Uh, Also... We're going to talk to a guy who says he has inside information on what's going on with the Durham report. I don't think anything is going to happen to this thing. I think this has just been, it's been criminal in every way you could possibly meet that, uh, mean that. That's coming up. Also, don't we have Jason Whitlock on today? Jason Whitlock is uh, on with us, joining on the program. How uh, the DNC is sending blacks to hell. That's his words uh he's he's not very outspoken no we're gonna kinda, have to try to work hard yeah, to get something out of him he today he keeps a lot of it inside <laughs> we begin in 60 seconds this is the glenn beck program all right the holidays have descended upon us 
There comes time for uniting with the family. By the way, you know, they're recommending that we don't have anybody over for Thanksgiving and Christmas may be canceled. And all the who's in Whoville will cry boo-hoo. <laughs> um, but uh, we're not supposed to have anybody over. Uh, and we're supposed to wear masks in our houses for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless you're eating. Well, in my house, we'd never put a mask on then. I just want to <laughs> throw that out there. Thanksgiving, that's all we're doing. That's the trick. You just, just carry just, around, even if it's just a cup of water all keep, the time. Keep you know? <laughs> eating and drinking. Uh, we, thank you. Didn't need that instruction. Um, but uh, uh, as I'll point out here in a few minutes, uh, they are uh, going to be cracking down in Oregon. You're actually, you could go to jail for this. We'll talk about that coming up in a second. I just want you to know that in my family, I am inviting extra people. And I'm only going to send out one fork. And so we're all going to use the same fork. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. It's yeah. about sharing. It is. Mm-hmm. Sharing and caring. That's right. what Thanksgiving's all about. <laughs> anyway, RecTech is there. And uh, big old plates of delicious food is coming your way. Best Thanksgiving, or I think I'd made it for Christmas years ago. Best food I ever made for uh, uh, Christmas was I, I smoked a, a duck and it was duck a l'orange. Uh, I don't even know what that means, mm. but um, it was great. I'll try it again this time on Rectech. Last time I did it, it was like I had to have the wood and put it all in. Forget that. With Rectech, it does everything, it includes smart grill technology. It does everything for you. Once you've started cooking whatever you want to cook thick, buttery steaks, juicy burgers, hot dogs. Uh, once you started it, Rectech monitors and adjusts the heat throughout the whole process to give you perfection every single time. And my favorite part, you can monitor it from inside where you've got a plate where you're just shoveling junk into yourself to where you get to eat the whatever it is you're cooking. And you're like, I'm so starving. Ooh, that looks good. I got to have some more of that. It's Rectech. Go to R-E-C-T-E-Q.com. That's Rectech. Dot com. Live from Infernotron Studios in beautiful Hell, Michigan, just 34 shy of the 700 Club, here's your host, the Prince of Darkness and the King of Fun, <laughs> Lucifer! <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, we're here in the Infernotron Studios, indeed, uh, along with my co-host, Stu. I Hello, cons- Stu. Hi, I consider this a promotion. <laughs> well, it is. Being with the Prince of Darkness, it is. Uh, I just wanted to give some good news today. Uh, in the news, we have Bernie Sanders uh, now uh, now looking at uh, all the things that he can do. And the first thing that Bernie Sanders says, I'm sorry, that uh, Joe Biden says he's going to do. <laughs> I get those two mixed up all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's understandable, they're, they're under They're just interchangeable. Uh, but the first thing he's going to do is uh, a scrap the pro-life policies of Donald Trump. And I really think that deserves a round of applause. Yeah. It's a very brave, very brave thing. Kill more babies. You know what I'm saying, Stu? You know, we always say, Satan, no life matters. <laughs> exactly <laughs> right. 
So he'll be ending the life of an unborn child, uh, and anybody who calls that family planting, uh, family planning was demonized, if you will, <laughs> uh, for, uh, for the cutting off of the funds. And uh, as we all know, those funds are important. We don't want more African babies hanging around, you know. That is very much in character for you to say, Satan. Yes, thank you very much. Thank you. That's why I am not just Lucifer, but also the Prince of Darkness. Thank you. You know, do we have a little mood music? Ah, oh, this always puts me in a summer sort of mood, you know, cruising down the Pacific Highway, uh, with a top down. Uh, not, not, not in a car, just the, I usually take a soul and cut the top of their head off and just cruise down Pacific Highway. On your way to your timeshare, which you invented, we should point out. So I, I, I wanted to just point out something that everybody is saying a mistake, uh, but uh, Pope Francis apparently liked an Instagram photo of a, uh, uh, a woman, beautiful woman, uh, dressed in what they call a revealing tartan skirt. Uh, hey, there's nothing wrong with the human body, you know what I'm saying? Especially when it's in thigh highs. <laughs> and a little schoolgirl uh, skirt. Now, I do want to, uh, I do want to point out that it was a mistake. Uh, this was not the Pope, this is one of his underlings, and, uh, uh, he did like it, but at first he thought it was a, uh, a little schoolboy. <laughs> Outfit. I quit. Oh, so, you can't. Yeah, quit. No, I no, quit, Satan. No, no, you're here. I'm out. You're here for all eternity. <laughs> <laughs> Get back on that spit. Uh, also, I just want to congratulate, um, I'm going to just say it, the next Democratic senator from Georgia, uh, Warnock, he is fantastic. Fantastic. He, of course, is taking his talking points from uh, Planned Parenthood, uh, and he believes in abortion, which I think is great. Uh, and he's a <laughs> a Christian minister. <laughs> anyway, he says that uh, my view of abortion is consistent with my view as a Christian minister. And, uh, now I've been working hard on these guys. I mean, I'd like a little credit here. People don't give you enough credit for working hard on the souls right. of Democratic politicians, but you <laughs> really go to- I have been working overtime. Mm -hmm. And hey, that whole election thing, there was no fraud. <laughs> oh, I kill me. And you, soon. Thanks for tuning in to The Satan Show. Appreciate it. Wow, that was weird. <laughs> Don't know what happened there. Uh, by the way, uh, in some other unrelated news uh, to Satan, BLM demands Newsom appoint a black woman to fill... Kamala Harris's or Kamala Harris's Senate seat. 
Now, you're going to be excited. You're going to be very excited <laughs> to hear to hear who they are uh, suggesting. Uh, apparently, it's Barbara Lee is one of the uh, Barbara Lee. Huh? Barbara Lee. Love her. Uh, Barbara Lee. Not Karen uh, Bass? I thought Karen well, Bass. Well, Karen Bass is also one of them. Okay. Karen Bass, Barbara Lee. Uh, it's going to be fantastic. I don't know why we don't get what's-her-face from Houston. Uh, the other Lee. What's her name? What's her name? Uh, the crazy one with the cowboy hat. Um, hmm. The other Lee. Uh, Isn't there another Lee? With a, who's the one in, in, in uh, the uh, black woman? Who is in uh, with a cowboy hat? Who is that? Maybe not. It's maybe it's not a Lee. I don't know. You're getting people confused here, and I'm confused. How can you be confu- the crazy one from Houston? Yeah, the not, Democrat. That's the crazy Democrat. You're not I'm narrowing sorry, this I'm down sorry, at all. You're, you're, you're exactly not. right. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the uh, progressives are uh, saying this is not a one-way street. We showed up. Now it is Gavin Newsom's turn to do the same. If Governor Newsom is serious about his role in the Democratic Party, he will deliver to his base and answer our call to appoint a black woman to the Senate. So it's important that we get a black woman. Forget about the qualifications. Forget about anything else. Just we need a black woman. Uh, Hey, these are the things they used to not say out loud. Right. Like it was always this implied thing that identity politics was the most important issue. But they would say, like, we want the most qualified person. And it happens to be this particular exact demographic I need for my reelection. Uh, now it's just they're just coming out and saying it. I just want to go uh, back to uh, the good old days when we had Biden in office last time, because I think they're coming back. I think they're coming back. Virginia police chief who brought charges against the people that were trying to tear down the Confederate monument uh, in Virginia. She uh, brought charges, I think, against 12 or 17 uh, different people. Uh, Yeah, 17 others. And uh, uh, she she charged them uh, and they were they were they were, you know, being uh, heard in in court well the judge dismissed all of the charges uh of those people who were uh, you know involved in the incident uh, the NAACP leaders uh, several public defenders a school board member uh they were trying to deface and tear down the statues and the judge said they did nothing wrong uh and so what happens to the chief of police fired uh and finally justice has been done mm. don't you feel that way don't you feel like justice is coming our way oh it certainly is <laughs> yeah. yeah we're gonna get yeah we're gonna get what's coming to us <laughs> oh, yes you will by the way crazy texas democrat sheila jackson lee thank so you there you go, there there you nice. go. Nice. sheila jackson nice. lee we should get her she'd be great mm. she'd have to move to california but they're fine with that stuff oh yeah they don't georgia care about <laughs> ask gavin newsom if he cares about rules as he has his dinner party indoors no that was a mistake and he just didn't think he just went in and had that dinner party uh and had all the friends and everything else and he you know he and his wife stayed and they they partook and uh and they just didn't even think about the rules you know it was a mistake easy to make easy to make I mean, we all fall short, as he said, and he would know better than most. We yeah. all fall yeah, short over and over yeah. again. Yeah, very short. 
like sometimes not Herve Villachez short. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Very, very <laughs> short. Um, so we also have uh, news that now Joe Biden is freezing out Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren out of the cabinet. And the progressives are not happy about it. I'm not either, because I think this is just a this is a pose to make us all go, OK, it's not going to be crazy. But here's why it's going to be crazy. The left, BLM in particular, they believe that they were the reason why Joe Biden won. Now, I don't think they're the only reason. I think the voting machines had something to do with it. <laughs> uh, but they believe also the suburbs seem to have <laughs> yeah. something to do with it. They uh, they believe that they were the ones that put it over the top for Joe Biden. They are not going to sit quietly. They're already threatening, saying, "If you don't do what we tell you to do, we're going to be back on the streets. You are our next." This is their quote: "You're our next target." Imagine if we would have said. Hey, Donald, I mean, uh, Joe Biden's our next target, meaning we're going to target you to get you out. Here's a group that actually is engaged in violence saying Joe Biden and Kamala Harris will be our next target if they don't do what we say. And for all the credit that Black Lives Matter and and Stacey Abrams are getting for this uh, potential uh, election result. You have a situation where in Georgia, black turnout was down significantly. I mean, it didn't seem like it worked at all. Joe Biden got votes in the suburbs from white people who mm. college graduates and non-college graduate white uh, white uh, voters. And that was where the it, same thing in Pennsylvania is where these margins came from. So uh, I don't know where they're coming off thinking that they were responsible for this. It does not seem to be true. I mean, Philadelphia turnout was down. <laughs> like truth matters. <laughs> Thank you, Satan. I appreciate it. <laughs> Give me a break. You're a lot nicer than the other co-host I had, by the way. Thank you. Oh, no. Me. Sorry. You. You. Don't say those things out loud. Oh, okay. Right. Sorry, Satan. Back in just a second. <laughs> with some... Uh, Uh, I think with some uh, words that need to be heard coming up in a second. First, let me tell you about relief factor. Everybody deals with pain from time to time. Just one of those things we have to go through periodically in life when it happens. You know, we deal with it and we move forward. But sometimes there's no moving forward because sometimes it uh, comes back every day, day after day. And it just is relentless until it fills your world and steals a little bit of the joy out of your life. You know? I can talk from personal experience on two things. I understand bad pain, and I also understand the relief that you can find with Relief Factor. 70% of the people who try Relief Factor go on to order more. I have met these people. These, these are people who were on hard, hard narcotic prescription drugs that just wanted to get that out of their life, tried for years but couldn't handle the pain. Now taking Relief Factor, which is not a drug, and they have their life back. It's remarkable. ReliefFactor.com. Try it. See if you're one of the 70% where it really works. 800-583-84. 800-583-84. It's ReliefFactor.com. 10 seconds. Station ID.
Hey, tonight on uh, television is our Wednesday night special. Everything comes down to the two Senate runoffs in Georgia. If we lose them both, we lose the country. These are radicals. The Green New Deal, defund the police, all of it is on the table. Um, and they, they balk at our accusations of socialism or Marxism. But I want you to look at Raphael Warnock. He's the man running against Kelly Loeffler. Uh, he has preached to his own congregation about socialism and single-payer health care. Do we have that cut? Well, you'll see it tonight. Um, if it is true here it that is. a man who has dominated the news and poisoned the discussion for months needs to repent, then it is doubly true that a nation that can produce such a man and make his vitriol go viral needs to repent. I don't, no matter what happens next month, more than a third of the nation that would go along with this is reason to be afraid. America needs to repent for its worship of whiteness. Yeah. Yeah. A freaking men. Yeah. Now, that wasn't the clip I was looking for, but it still was a good one. (laughs) It's a good one. (laughs) There's lots of them. Mm. You'll see them tonight. You need to know who these people are. But here's what I want to encourage you with today. This is the week of Thanksgiving. Next week is the week of Thanksgiving. This is a covenant that we made. And they're doing everything they can to get us to break this covenant. To break our traditions. To erase our history. I want you you to make and take the covenant with your family. It's the 400th anniversary of our forefathers, the pilgrims, coming to this continent. And they knew why they came. They wanted freedom to worship God. Not to jam it down everybody's throats. But to live in harmony and worship God. I want you to reaffirm all that all of the rights that we have come from God to all people, not to guarantee success, but to, to prosper. I want you to, as a family, reassert that the powers of a government come from the rights of the people. The people are in charge. Join hands with the future and the past join with the pilgrims 400 years later together and give thanks this thanksgiving this is the glenn beck program all right thanksgiving is not far away Uh, still enough time though to get rid of uh the bags and puffiness under your eyes and get those compliments uh, around the dinner table all with genucel right now every order until thanksgiving includes chamonix brand new zotique deep correcting serum also free with Zotique, you're going to get skin around your eyes uh, that is smooth as silk, free from redness, acne, and acne scars, not to mention faster collagen production. Zotique increases firmness, smoothness, and helps uh, to get rid of things like redness and stress breakouts. And you can say goodbye to those crow's feet and laugh lines. And with its immediate effects, you're going to see results in 12 hours or less. 
Everyone is going to see the difference, and that's guaranteed, or you get 100% of your money back. So why not give it a shot? Don't wait around. See what Chamonix can do for you today. Call them at 800-577-8709 or genucel.com. It's G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com. And from now till Thanksgiving, get the Genucel Eyelid Lift and uh, Crystal's uh, at-home microderm abrasion treatment, spa-level covered in your own home. Shipping is also free. 800-577-8709 or genucel.com. It's G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com. Make sure that you are watching at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, Blaze TV. We'll tell you everything you need to know about the new Georgia Senate election. So there was quite an admission uh, yesterday in front of the Judiciary Committee and in front of the Senate with uh, Jack, Jack Dorsey and Zuckerberg. Uh, They testified yesterday. And I think the real the, the 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 real star was Josh Hawley. Because he got them to reveal something that I don't think any of them wanted to reveal. Um, Alam Bakari is uh, with us. He's the senior tech correspondent, Breitbart. And uh, we welcome him. Is the guy who's been following uh, high tech for 20 years. Really is on top of it. Uh, Alam, welcome to the program. Hi, Glenn. Hi. Um, yeah, I've been covering this topic for five years at Breitbart News, and uh, i got to tell you, the way all of this censorship escalated after 2016 when they realized what a free and open internet could, uh, when by they I mean the political elites realized what a free and open internet could do to undermine their power, it's just been extraordinary to watch. Uh, and i gotta, I got to say, if the Republican Party, <clears throat> if the Republican Party could simply... Uh, uh, clone Josh Hawley and Ted Cruz and replace all of their 51 senators with those clones. We could solve the tech issue uh, overnight. Uh, it was really uh, inspiring stuff to watch Hawley and Cruz at the hearing yesterday. Unfortunately, there are only two of them. So tell but, uh, me tell me about Hawley, what he got tech to expose. Well, what he exposed was something we've long suspected but have uh, had no proof of, which is that the big tech platforms, Google, Twitter, and Facebook, coordinate on censorship. They share mm. information on uh, who they're targeting, who they're censoring, and Facebook maintains a database of all this called, uh, called Tasks. And in this Tasks tool, they can see uh, data from Google and Twitter about people who are being targeted for censorship Hawley had information from a whistleblower. He displayed it at the hearing, and he confronted Mark Zuckerberg with it, who had to admit that it exists. But he wouldn't give any information on who was on the list or how it works, correct? Uh, No, he wouldn't. And there was actually a brilliant double act between Hawley and some of the other senators, where the other senators asked Zuckerberg to provide them with lists of people who had been censored, and Zuckerberg hemmed and hawed and said, well, I'm not sure if such lists exist. (laughs) <laughs> then Holly exposed the list and uh, asked him to, you know, provide, uh, you know, more information. And, you know, Zuckerberg simply wouldn't make that commitment under oath. So uh, I would, Hawley did talk about subpoenaing the tech giants. And I think that's really the next step there because they are just not cooperating. Uh, so I, I want I want people to understand. I, I talked to somebody last night who said, um, you know, Glenn, you're just you're over the top with your fear mongering that voices are going to be snuffed out. N- no, uh, we're not. It's happening right now at a level I've never seen before. If I say something, 
I get censored. I heard today um, the NPR make the the statement that there was no fraud, zero, no fraud and and quoting them. And that is a proven fact. That's not a proven fact. That may be your opinion, but it's not a proven fact. Uh, And they're not going to get any uh, pushback on that. But if I said, hey, let's look into this election because there may be fraud, I immediately am going to be uh, censored. There's something in the uh, in the works that you and I talked about, I think, a week or two ago uh, at Google, where they are combining their hate speech algorithm with something really diabolical. Can you go into that? Of course. Well, what Silicon Valley has built over the past four years is really a, uh, a system of censoring not just one or two people, but entire political movements. And the way they do that is uh, using their algorithms to, uh, this is how algorithms work, they assign everything with a score, a numerical value. And this determines whether you're going to be at the top of Google search results or Facebook feeds or Twitter feeds or whether you'll be buried where no one can find you. And uh, in the past, those those scores, they're sometimes called quality scores, used to be determined by, uh, you know, whether you're posting spam or malware or viruses. But now it's determined by whether you conform to the values of Silicon Valley's ruling elite. Are you posting what they consider to be misinformation or what they consider to be hate speech? And those are the things will get you suppressed, sometimes without your knowledge. Sometimes you won't even know that you're being pushed down the results where no one can find you. Uh, so it's, it's really very much like a Chinese social credit system uh, that's, uh, that Silicon Valley is building. And I think we actually saw the results of this in the, uh, in the election. You know, I wrote a book released just uh, a couple of months before the election called Big Tech's Battle to Erase the Trump Movement and Steal the Election. And I don't think that was an alarmist title at all because they spent four years totally erasing an entire political movement from the Internet uh, they shut down, uh, Google shut down search results for Breitbart News, completely burying us. And uh, they've done it to so many people. They've done it to the president himself. They've done it to the New York Post. They've done it to you, Glenn. They've done it to Tucker Carlson. They've done it to so many people. And they've just prevented undecided voters from hearing a contrary opinion to the barrage of pro-Biden, anti-Trump propaganda in the mainstream media. I think that had a massive impact on the results. I think it did, too. But you also talk now that you say a whistleblower came to you and talked about the algorithm that Google is working on um, putting critical race theory into that algorithm. So if you're violating anything that disagrees with uh, critical race, it not only searches you and tags you, but then looks for anybody that you have infected with this, correct? Yes, this is another one of Silicon Valley's end game. So uh, one of the things that social media platforms look at, uh, it's the, the field is called uh, network analysis. It's how they identify entire networks of people. And you know, this can be used in a commercial sense to you know, identify certain consumer networks, but now it's being used to identify political networks as well. So uh, if someone, you know, in your network, someone you're following, someone who follows you gets banned for, say, posting hate speech or what Silicon Valley considers to be hate speech, uh, you may think that doesn't affect you. But it actually does because, you know, these Silicon Valley companies have actually admitted uh, that one of the signals they look at for suppressing content and posts in their search results is, you know, who's following who. 
so that's why I say, you know, a formula for censoring entire movements because mm-hmm. the algorithms are now trained to suppress entire networks at once. Jeez. Mike Lee said yesterday that um, that we should go over, uh, go after them for deceptive trade practices. Tell me about your your thoughts on that. That's definitely one angle of attack against these companies. And I think there are multiple angles that should all be pursued. That's a, that's a really important one because, of course, these tech platforms promise to be open to uh, give everyone a level playing field. They continue to insist in public that they're politically neutral. And I think that's why they're so resistant to the demands of Hawley and others to give them the data because the data will prove that they are targeting some political groups and some politicians way more than others. So I think, you know, you know, telling the public they're politically neutral when they clearly are Mm -hmm. not is one example of a deceptive trade practice. Also, election interference. I mean, these are huge in-kind contributions to the Democrats, and you can't do that under FEC regulations. Of course, you know, if Biden gets in, you know, he's not going to pursue any of this, which is why I think they're so brazen about it. So help me out. um, Help me out on this. How do we expect anyone in the Senate or in Washington to go after these guys, not only because huge amounts of money spent by Google and Facebook on Capitol Hill, huge amounts of money, um, but also they have every I don't know if people understand that you have a digital twin and they have more information stored on you than you even know. And I mean, for yourself, you're like, they would have information that you'd go, really, what? Um, and people have said for a long time, well, I'm not doing anything wrong. Well, when somebody can take things out of context and has all information and you don't have access to it, they can make it look like you're doing all kinds of things. I don't believe that it's just money that will stop these people uh, in in Washington to to take action against them. But I think they they have a tremendous power of blackmail. Is that too much of a movie script? I don't think it is a movie script. I mean, these companies track you even if you're not using the platforms. If you just log on to a website that has their their cookies attached to it, cookies are a kind of technology that track you around the Internet. So you don't have to have a Facebook account or a Twitter account or a Google account for them to know everything about you. And uh, it's impossible to know how they're uh, using this data because there's no transparency. Um, I really think if there's going to be a solution to this, uh, I don't, like you said, I don't think it'll come from the politicians themselves with a few notable exceptions like Hawley and Cruz and Blackburn. But I think it has to come from the people. You know, you remember, you know, the Tea Party era when Republicans who you know, refused to fight simply weren't tolerated by the base. I think a similar thing has to happen with the big tech companies. If Republicans aren't pulling their weight, you know, the voters, ordinary Republicans will have to make their voice heard. And ordinary Democrats as well, frankly. There's actually been some great uh, surveys, very positive, showing that even ordinary rank-and-file Democrats believe that tech censorship is a problem. It's only their politicians, their representatives who, uh, who disagree. Well, these are unelected uh, people. We don't know what their... We can guess what their values are. We don't know what they're for and against totally. We don't know what they're doing. And they are making decisions that will affect not only the country, but the entire world. It is a horrible abuse of power. 
It's massive. And actually, a few uh, days before the uh, the American elections, Facebook shut down the page of an entire political party in New Zealand. So as you say, Glenn, it's, they have their thumb on the scale of democracy, not just in America, but all around the world, wherever they're dominant. And they're dominant in the vast majority of countries. This is a not just a crisis for American democracy, but a crisis for do- uh, democracy all around the world. Just over a period of, you know, maybe less than a decade, a handful of unaccountable elites in San Francisco has somehow taken over the flow of all news, the flow of all political information and online political organization, and uh, now control access to uh, to political information. It's an extraordinary amount of power. I don't think there's ever been a period in history where so few people have wielded such power over uh, over politics. And what's frightening is uh, don't fear the uh, the algorithm, fear the people who design it, especially when it comes to uh, machine learning, because at some point AGI comes into play and uh, we're not sure that it would be friendly to its maker, uh, if you will, the people in Silicon Valley, um, because God only knows what they're putting into these things. Um, one quick last question. I've got about 30 seconds. Is it have we hit the line? Are we st- is the line still in front of us or behind us to be able to stop this uh, and and really have any assurance that we're not being uh, sucked into a matrix. The the only positive thing I can say, Glenn, is that the vast majority of people do not trust these companies. You know, they still use them because there's no alternative. But I don't think there's any trust even among you know Democrats and uh, you know undecided voters, Republicans, you name it. It's only politicians and the powerful who are really in bed with these companies. Mm. And I think uh, the people can. St- Still, you know, if they make their voice heard, there's still a chance to rein them in. Great. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Um, And you've done such great work. um, And uh, I'm a fan. Thank you. Alam Bakari, uh, he's the author of uh, Hashtag Deleted and the senior tech correspondent at uh, Breitbart. Ah. So I'm always glad to have Omaha Steaks on, and and here's why. I am a rancher. We 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 have our own steaks uh, that we get from the ranch. We get our own hamburger and everything else. I don't know how many massages those cows have to receive at Omaha Steaks to be as tender as they are. But I can't get my cows to to uh, be that tender. You know, I don't know. I honestly don't know what they do. They are so good. They're aged to perfection. Uh, Isn't it easier to just get them from Omaha Steaks? Like, why are you going through all that trouble? Because I have to have some skill or something when the world breaks down. Otherwise, I'm just the storyteller who is perfectly marbled and everyone eats me. <laughs> okay i I have no skills none i gotta bring something in a world got insane (laughs) i'm the first to be eaten anyway uh home omaha steaks you want something really great either as a gift uh or as uh as a gift to yourself right now you use the promo code back you'll get their uh their package with uh uh, let's see what's in it. Uh, burgers, chicken breast, jumbo franks. You get really, really great uh, 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 sirloins in it. Scallop potatoes, caramel apple tartlets. I mean, it's amazing. 
You also will get four additional burgers and a digital meat thermometer for free if you use the promo code BECK when you go to Omaha Steaks. Best steak you can buy. Really, it is. Omaha Steaks. Backed with a 100% money-back guarantee, it's omahasteaks.com. Make sure you use the promo code BECK. Tonight on Glenn TV. November 3rd was important, but what happens on January 5th is even more critical. Glenn takes you inside the GOP's war room in Georgia and reveals the dark truth behind the Democrat candidates, their tie to radicals, and who's funding their campaigns to unravel the Republic. It all comes down to this. Battlegrounds, Georgia. The radical Democrats who will transform America. Tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern at blazetv.com slash Glenn. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Wow. Uh, The leading authority on everything, Jake Tapper, said that uh, Christmas is probably not going to be possible this year. Only Santa can can declare that. Because of COVID-19 caused by widespread indoor holiday gatherings. Wow. Uh, You know what? I know it's my sister and I don't want to do it, but if she comes for the holiday... Uh, she's just going to have to be on the list of everybody has to make out with everybody. <laughs> no. um, because either that or we just all eat with one fork. I am so sick of this. You could have gotten me to do this had you not been so uh, authoritarian. If we would have done 15 days to flatten the curve and then they say we need a couple of more weeks. Okay. So we do 30 days to flatten the curve. When we do, you pull us out. We go back to normal. You don't close everybody's businesses down. And then you come to this time and you're like, hey, we got to flatten the curve again. Everybody's got to, you know, don't do anything for Thanksgiving. Stay at home. Flatten the curve for a couple of weeks. I do it. But uh, Gavin Newsom and all the rioters and Joe Biden and all of his mayor friends all gather together. Screw you. Whether you're working from home or working on fitness, it doesn't matter. You want to listen to what you want to listen to and not what your kids are listening to or somebody else is listening to. And right now is the perfect time to get a pair of premium wireless earbuds. Raycon, the way to go. Raycons start at about half the price of... Let's be honest, the Apple. I mean, they just gouge your eyes out. They sound amazing. Raycons every day. E25 earbuds are the best model yet. You get six hours of playtime, seamless Bluetooth pairing, and more bass and more compact design that gives you a comfortable noise-isolating fit. Perfect for conference calls, video chats, or just uh, listening to podcasts. You know what I'm saying? Raycon, co-founded by Ray J. I just got my first pair. They are awesome. Really comfortable. They'll fit in your ears. The sound is perfect. Get 15% off your order at buyraycon.com slash back. That's buyraycon.com slash back for 15% off Raycon wireless earbuds. Buyraycon.com slash back. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Let me tell you about uh, Rough Greens because your dog is part of the family. Uh, while he's not sitting at the table having, you know, Thanksgiving dinner, he is going to be the only one that I forced to wear a mask. Uh, and, uh, and we want him to be at his healthiest. We want to be at his most active. Cause if you've ever had to put a dog down, you know, it is heart wrenching, just heart wrenching. Um, we should have learned it really honestly from old yeller. I mean, it does, it is that bad every time. Mm. 
So we want our dog to live as long as they can, as healthy as they can. That's why we feed them rough greens. Try the Jumpstart bag. Make sure your dog will eat it. It's a two-week bag. And your dog, if your dog will eat it, in the coming months, you are going to see massive changes. Is there any dog that doesn't like rough greens? I, I've <laughs> never heard of one. Apparently, there are. I, I've not heard of one. We know a lot of people are who using rough greens now, and they gobble. It's like dog crack. Uh, go to ruffgreens.com. Really good stuff. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Thank you for listening. My name is Glenn Beck, and I I want you to uh, stick with me for the next few minutes. We have an amazing, amazing hour. We're going to talk to... uh, uh, the guy who's in the uh, state house in California that just filed the lawsuit and won, uh, declaring Gavin Newsom, uh, you know, he's got to turn his crown back in. He's not king of California. Now there's been a stay on that uh, last night, but we're going to talk to him about can we get California and the government under control? Uh, also, Sean Davis is joining us. He is the uh, the co-founder of The Federalist. And he has some inside information that Durham, the investigation into this Russia hoax, all the things that we went through with the trial, with the impeachment, all of that. Durham now isn't doing anything. He's dropping his investigations because he's scared about some blowback from Joe Biden. This is this is what so many Americans were voting for when they voted for Donald Trump. Because they don't feel like anyone has to pay for anything. And at least Donald Trump, because he was personally involved, at least he was investigating all of the rats down at the bottom of the cage. Is that now over? Has this been a colossal waste of time for four years when we now have the facts? Sean Davis joins us in 60 seconds. This is... The Glenn Beck Program. We don't believe in American justice. They took the truth, justice, and the American way. All three of those things are gone now. All three of those are gone. We better start putting them back together soon, gang. All right, you work hard for your money, and it stands to reason that if you're fiscally responsible, you work to save as much as you can in as many areas as you can. The big financial decisions in life, like owning a home, having a mortgage, it's complicated, even messy at times. And unless you have your finger on the pulse of the housing market at all times, you might be missing an opportunity that might arise like the mortgage rates. Uh, They have been falling steadily uh, all year. Refinancing your mortgage could be the right move for you. You might save hundreds, even thousands of dollars just on your mortgage, Uh, But I will tell you, if you fold in your high interest rate credit cards without resetting your loan, you will be able to get out of debt. 
you'll be able to have that monkey off of your back, which I'm telling you is going to come in really handy in the coming months and over the next year. American Financing, family-owned business that's been helping people make the right financial decisions for nearly two decades. They started working out of a house. They went on to become a hugely successful business, and they're successful because they're not in it for the bank. They're in it for you. American Financing, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or go to AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. So over the weekend, uh, I follow uh, Sean Davis. He is the co-founder of um, uh, The Federalist. And I saw a tweet from him. A source familiar with Durham's ongoing investigation of the bogus Russian collusion operation tells Federalist Durham isn't doing anything. Dropping his investigations, he's worried about blowback from Biden. A separate source who has seen the evidence compiled during the course of Durham's investigation told the Federalist that there is more than enough evidence to indict multiple involved in the Russian collusion hoax on the operation to take down Donald Trump. I don't know if it's going to happen. Sean Davis, welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. First of all, tell us what you know and you can tell us about what's going on behind the scenes. Right. So I, I think the, the most important thing to look at is to step back and kind of see the trajectory of this investigation, which Barr appointed Durham to do back in about mid-2019. It seemed to be going at the proper pace. Uh, they were developing leads. In fact, when that big inspector general investigation came out uh, last December in which Horowitz, the IG, said, oh, no, the predication for the whole crossfire hurricane was fine. You actually had Durham and Barr come out and say, no, that, that's not true. So fast forward through 2020, things are moving along. Barr himself goes on television and I think late August, right around when a Mueller and a Comey attorney was indicted for fabricating evidence and said, we're going to have all this out before the election. This shows that everything is proceeding as it should. And then something happened in early September. And every source I've talked to uh, about this has something changed in, in mid-September. Um, and that's when we started hearing leaks and getting indications from the media that maybe Durham didn't want to do anything before the election because it would look political. Can't have anything looking political, even though everything is political in America now. And so something changed in, in September. Uh, the momentum stalled. Any sort of uh, demand for indictment seemed to kind of fall away internally. And now uh, multiple sources I talked to are very worried that, you know, we might get a report. Uh, but they seem convinced, um, most, not all, most seem convinced that there's no indictments coming and that if we're lucky, we might get a report. That is unbelievable. So what do you have any idea what might have happened in September? I, I don't know. I, I, two sources I talked to over the weekend said they just they think Durham might have lost his nerve. He's worried that indicting here might look political and he doesn't want to look political. But what one does he have the goods? Is, does he have uh, evidence of crimes? I've been told 100 percent, absolutely clear, incontrovertible evidence of crimes to support indictments. So then that to me, that doesn't make sense. Then this guy is an accomplice. 
I mean, it, it doesn't matter if it's political or not. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That's like that's like the church saying, oh, no, let's not talk about, you know, let's not talk about these scandals because it's the church. No, it doesn't matter who you are. Justice is blind. If an injustice was done, it needs to be exposed. At what point is a, a prosecutor supposed to care about politics? Well, you're exactly right. And in fact, with everything being political now, um, the best way to actually keep politics out of things is to follow the facts, follow the law and apply them evenly without bias, without skewing towards one party. And if uh, a member of a certain party happened to do something illegal, they should be held accountable. If a member of another party did something illegal, they should be held accountable. So to the extent that maybe Durham feels it would look political, if he were to indict a host of uh, corrupt Obama-era administration officials for cooking up a a hoax, so be it. The facts are the facts. And what the problem we have now is we we basically have what appears to be a two-tier justice system. Or if you have the right connections on the left, you get off scot-free. And if you have the wrong connections on the right, we're going to ring you up for anything. So uh, where's where's Bill Barr? That's a good question. You know, he, <laughs> he assures people that, uh, you know, it, it's not been dropped. It, it's it's going ahead. Um, but, you know, he, I don't I believe him. I think it was a Fox interview in, in August where he said, everything's happening. We're going to know before the election. And he's kind of disappeared since then, which is really disappointing because he has said all the right things thus far. We just haven't seen any actual results, which are the only thing that matter at the end of the day. I, I just, I am so frustrated because we did our homework. You know, we really put a lot of time and energy for almost a year into what was going on uh, with this uh, investigation, what really happened, put all of the investigations in, in Ukraine and in impeachment, you know, the whistleblower, all of this stuff. And we have enough to at least convene a grand jury. We have enough. And I don't have access to things that they have access to. If we don't solve this, there is no faith in the republic or justice. I mean, even if everybody, if it goes to court and everybody is proclaimed innocent, it has to go to court. That's right. We, we can't have two systems of justice in this country, which is what we appear to have when, when Hillary can get off and be proclaimed by James Comey to be innocent because she didn't do anything illegal. Uh, when you have people in the Trump campaign who got rung up for the sole crime of just being involved with the wrong political candidate, uh, which many of them were targeted for. And when you have people like Comey and McCabe, who was fired for lying under the oath, get off scot-free while someone like General Flynn uh, was taken down because they didn't like his, his uh, foreign policy views, that, that's not a republic. That is, a, uh, that is rule of men. That is not rule of law. And a republic cannot survive where we have a two-tiered system of justice where your guilt or innocence depends entirely on your political connections. So this is why we are a, a nation divided. You know, they, I love how, you know, the left came out immediately after the election said, oh, finally, we can unite. What? Unite under what? As long as we agree with you? Is, is that how we unite? Nobody's actually talking about any uniting principles. And those principles are truth, 
justice and the American way. It's freedom. It's freedom and liberty and the Bill of Rights. That's what was our unum. It's what brought people together. Without that unum, without the Bill of Rights and and a nation of laws and not of men, we have nothing to unite on. And this kind of corruption, if we go back to seeing the same kind of corruption, if not worse, because, you know, uh, Peter Schweitzer says, and I, I agree with him, that Biden was the most corrupt vice president in all of American history, which is saying something. If we see this kind of corruption and no one does anything and you have the press just being cheerleaders for it, what do we have left as a country, Sean? I, I don't think we have much. And it, it's a little bit laughable hearing these calls for so-called unity from the left. The left doesn't want unity. The left wants submission. Yes. This is, this is the institution that cooked up the Russian collusion hoax that said that Brett Kavanaugh, without any evidence, was the secret ringleader of a gang rape cartel that said the uh, young man who went to a Catholic high school was a racist because he went to a pro-life rally. Uh, These are not people who want our unity. They want our submission, which is why they've spent the last six to nine months burning down our cities, doxing conservatives, attacking Christians, banning people from going to church. They don't want unity. They want us to bend the knee. And I say no. So what does the average person do, Sean? You know, I was I I I I, I was talking to somebody yesterday and I said, you know, so people just have to get up and speak out. And I said, you know, they did that. It was it was called the Tea Party. They did that. And when it first started, it was about principles. It wasn't about politics. It was about principles. Um, and let's get behind the Constitution again. And it went awry. But I think the reason it went awry was because while it made Im- an impact, the people had the snot kicked out of them. And I think they were tired and thought, you know, enough. And that's why they looked for the biggest bully on the block, a guy who would stand up and say, hey, don't beat up on those people. That's those are my people. Uh, And now if Donald Trump can't do it, I think a lot of people think if he can't do it, what chance do we have? Which is a lie. But I think one that people buy into or at least feel. Right. It's so easy to feel discouraged. But but I think the thing that has always made this country great, that it's made it the greatest, most successful, most free nation on earth, even in spite of all our difficulties now, is not its politicians and it's been its people. The people are the foundation of this country. The people are what make it great. And I think the best thing they can do is keep living out their principles, keep working hard, keep taking care of their families, keep going to church and keep praying for deliverance from the almighty. That has always been the case and it will always be the case. And we shouldn't lose sight that it's not uh, politicians that make this country great. It's the American people who keep this country great. Thank you so much, Sean. I appreciate it. Uh, Keep up the fight. Let us know if there's uh, any update on this or if there's anything this audience can do to put pressure on on Barr or Durham or Trump or whoever. Um, But uh, uh, this is this is outrageous that this thing is being swept under the carpet now. It is. It is. And thank you so much for having me on and for all the work you do. It's been an honor. Thank you very much. Sean. appreciate it. Co-founder of The Federalist. All right. Car Shield. 
your car is going to break down at some point. They all do eventually, whether it's the whole engine blowing or some tiny little fantastically expensive little computer chip. Eventually, something is uh, is going to uh, uh, give out. Now, when it does, you can be fairly certain that the car will be out of warranty if it's not already. Car repairs are expensive, time consuming and and inconvenient with just in just about every way. Unless you have Car Shield, Car Shield's going to take care of everything for you. They have a rental car to get you through the the process of this. Monthly plans are affordable, customizable, and Car Shield is the best thing you can do for yourself to be prepared. Car Shield, I use it for repairs on my trucks, and I have to tell you, I don't have it much to worry about. I really don't. Uh, they have saved me a buttload of money, and have you seen my butt lately? It is big. Mention the promo code Beck or visit carshield.com. Use the promo code Beck and save 10%. Carshield.com. Deductible may apply. 10 seconds. Station ID. So I want to talk to you about... uh, where we go from here because we're going to be on our own and I think you should prepare for a time when you don't have people like me or Tucker or anybody else talking to you every day I hope to God that doesn't happen but I don't think that's outside the realm of possibilities I was talking to Vinny Penn today from uh, WELI, and he said, I heard somebody talking about a speech you gave to the radio industry where you said that if uh, Biden wins, the talk radio in particular is going to come under attack and it is it is possibly going to be lost. And I said, did everybody think that was crazy? He said, no, everybody agreed with you except me. He said, we're more important now, more important than ever. And I said, you're exactly right. We are more important than ever before. Because we are becoming the last line of defense. That is why they will do everything they can to silence us. They will come after our sponsors like nobody's business. They will do everything they can to scare you and others away from us. And in the end, the FCC will just come up with something and it'll pass, especially if we lose the Senate. We are we are facing very difficult times. So here's what you need to do. Even in our state today, we are still the freest people on earth if people could um could survive and freedom could win in eastern Bloc countries when they had neighbors paid to spy on them we can survive and freedom will breathe free again in this country should we lose it but it's up to us it's not up to anybody else there's not going to be they just took the lone ranger and they ran him out of town so when that happens 
It's the townsfolk that have to stand. And I tell you, I'm not sitting down. My sister wrote to me last night. She said, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid I won't have the courage that I need when the time comes. That's a good fear to have. Because those who say, I'm not afraid of it. You haven't meant you. <laughs> let me quote Yoda. You will be. You haven't taken it seriously enough. You have to think the unthinkable. Because quite frankly, the world we're living in now, the America that we're living in today, I told you last summer, you're not going to recognize your country this summer. You're, it's going to be a moonscape next summer compared to where we are now. It's going in the wrong direction. And if you're not mentally prepared for it, if you don't know the Constitution, if you don't know the Bill of Rights, if you don't know why they were put into place, you can't defend it. We need a, a, a we need an enlightenment. We need a great awakening. But we, what we need also is a great awakening to those basic principles that have always made us America. So it can be articulated by every man, woman, and child who's standing for the Constitution. I want you to use Thanksgiving as a time to talk to your family. This is a turning point in our nation. Who will you be? How will the world remember this generation of Americans as the ones who said it's too hard or the ones that actually stood up and did the hard work? It takes 15 to 20 percent of us to change the world. Can we find 18 percent of America that has the balls to stand up for freedom? This is the Glenn Beck Program. I think we can. That's just me. All around my house, some things get used every single day. Toothbrushes, eh, with my son, maybe not so much. Uh, the kitchen sink and earbuds. This is why I uh, am getting my family earbuds for the holidays. Because, you know, the kids aren't going to like toothbrushes or kitchen sinks. But they're going to love earbuds. And they're going to stop stealing mine it's never too early to start gift shopping that's why you shouldn't wait until black friday when you can get something as great as a pair of raycon earbuds for 20 percent off an already fantastic price seamless bluetooth pairing comfortable noise isolating fit raycon gives you hours and hours of exceptional listening quality for half the cost of the competitors so whether you're listening to music or podcast taking a phone call Raycon is the best. These are the earphones that I have. Uh, Raycon.com slash Beck. Get 20% off your Raycon order right now. Buy Raycon.com slash Beck. And you can go to BlazeTV.com slash Stu. The promo code is Stu. You get new Stu Does America tonight, followed by Glenn Beck. The promo code, Glenn. A 
couple of California state assemblymen have uh, taken on Governor Newsom and his abuse of power. Not the mistakes that everybody makes, like Stu. Let's say you're the head of the Gestapo. Okay. <laughs> Rather uh, not, but okay. And you're like, uh, no Jews for anyone, right? That's, yeah. And then you're caught at a, a birthday party where only Jews are in, in attendance. Right. Is that a mistake that you should have caught that you would have been? You're like driving there and you're like, ah, you know, everybody has a has a wits at the end of their name. Maybe this is mm. something I shouldn't be seen at. It seems like, you know, maybe you wanted to go to this uh, particular event. Right. right. And you didn't care. You didn't care until you got caught. caught. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's kind of what's happening in California with Governor Newsom. Uh, he went to a friend's birthday party, uh, 400 and some dollars a plate uh, for this 50-year-old uh, guy. And uh, they, they uh, yeah, don't you hate the rich? I do. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, but they eat well. Anyway, uh, so this guy, uh, Newsom shows up. There's no masks. There's no social distancing. Nothing. Somebody takes some pictures, starts posting, and then he's super, super sorry. Well, a couple of California state assemblymen have, have taken on his abuse of power. One of them is with us now, James Gallagher. James, thank God there's somebody out in California that still has common sense and a spine to stand up. Uh, well, you're welcome, Glenn, and thanks for having me on your show this morning. You bet. So I, I want to talk to you about uh, the case that just uh, uh, you just won. So tell me about that. And then we're going to talk about what comes next and what happened yesterday. Well, uh, the essential crux of our case is that the governor is now exercising legislative power mm-hmm. out here uh, in California. We apparently, you know, no longer have separation of powers, at least according to the governor and that he gets to not only, uh, make law, he gets to amend existing statute, uh, in our, the case that we brought, he amended many provisions of the elections code out here. No big deal. Um, <laughs> and decided to uh, you know, just arbitrarily, unilaterally do that without the legislature. And, and so obviously, which is uh, my is, colleague Kevin Kiley and I had a problem with that. Yeah, it is literally unconstitutional. It's actually written into the Constitution that the federal government doesn't have anything to do with it. And you can't just change laws. It has to go through the legislature. So how in is... Many ways, go ahead. In many ways, Glenn, it's the simplest case ever. Uh, it really is. Very clear. <laughs> very clear from our founding documents. Uh, and here in California, we have an even stronger provision for separation of powers in our Constitution. Uh, and, you know, clearly we just pre- presented that very simply to the court and and they, you know, obviously came to the res- the only result you can come to that his order was unconstitutional. And further, even better part of this case is they have now enjoined him um, from any further exercise of legislative power. So it's definitely a victory uh, for the American form of government. Now, he's got a stay on that order. He got one from another judge yesterday. Right. Yes. Late yesterday, the appellate court issued a stay. Uh, they have not received our response. It's amazing. I mean, this is allowed in our judicial system. Amazingly, uh, we can go through a full trial uh, and wait many months to finally get, you know, the, the decision of the court. Uh, and he can go to an appellate court and get a stay without even hearing from us. 
uh, without even hearing our side um, uh, and get a temporary stay on the order. We anticipate that that's going to get overturned. Again, we think the law is very clear. Um, and so, but he'll take uh, it Kylie all. and I are doing that right now. He'll yeah. take it all the way to the Supreme Court. I'm guessing where, if if there is uh, anything that resembles the truth anymore uh, in any of our courts, this one, as you said, is the clearest case there can possibly be. It's in the Constitution. He's doing what the Constitution says you cannot do. Uh, and uh, and the Supreme Court should rule in your favor, in the favor of the uh, the people of California. How much will this change things in California? Um, well, I'm I'm just hoping it gets us back to where we're supposed to be, which is representative government. You know, um, you know, we 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 never envisioned one man rule, and just because we're in an emergency. Uh, we shouldn't condone that or, or acquiesce in that. And certainly, uh, you know, it shouldn't be just me and my colleague, Kevin Kiley. It should really be all of the legislature uh, joining in this lawsuit. Um, it's it's funny, uh, Glenn, you know, in February of this year, the state legislature memorialized and apologized for Japanese internment. Mm. And there were all these speeches about how fear can lead us to do things that impede people's civil rights um, and to do great injustices and to allow our system of government to devolve i point out it was an executive order yep that created uh japanese internment out here and now you know then in march we start this pandemic and how many people have really just gone along with uh, a, a you know a, a devolution into autocratic government out here in california and and allowed you know very clear infringements on religious liberty on civil liberties, on people's rights to pursue their happiness in a business, uh, their livelihood, um, uh, children's education. I mean, it's it's amazing. Um, and, you know, look, I, I strongly believe, and one of the biggest reasons I brought this suit um, is that we need to respond to this pandemic as a free society. Yes. Uh, we can't allow ourselves to become something else. I, I will tell you that I think if from the get-go they would have said, hey, 15 days to flatten a curve, and then after the 15 days, we need three more weeks. And they would have asked us, not demanded, asked us. Right. We would have done it. In fact, if now that it's coming back, if they weren't such authoritarians all the way through this, uh, in you know, our, our governors come out and legislature comes out and says, hey, everybody, you might want to th- rethink your Thanksgiving plans. I think the vast majority of Americans would happily have made that choice but now even though covid is serious now it's almost like i honestly there's a part of me that wants to have everybody over to my house and everybody uses the same fork i mean i'm just so i I just there's there's rebellion in the american gene when you are forced to accept something no, you make a great point there. And I mean, you know, going, I hearken back to World War II. Um, you know, this country is always inspired towards a collective effort. Um, and and it, it's at its best when we are inspired to, not when we're forced to, not when government is mandating that you do so, but when we say, hey, we are in a cause, we are in a fight, um, and we all need to come together. And, and we certainly saw that during world, the World War II effort. 
um, you know, and, and many times, and I think in our history and, you know, why wasn't that? I, I mean, I do look back on this and say, man, why wasn't that harnessed in such a way as to say, hey, let's come together and help respond to this, um, you know, in freedom, but all of us seeing our duty as to help ward this thing off. Um, it, how, how, how much differently would this have gone had we done that? Uh, well, I think the, the president tried to do that by not issuing right. orders that government uh, that the government could just take over industry. Uh, but that's what the left wanted the entire and time. To, and allowing states, allowing federalism. Imagine that, yeah. uh, you know, uh, you know, Biden is saying he's going to do national mandates. Um, you know, that's really not envisioned again by the Constitution. We have states that can, you know, each deal with this in their in their way, the way that they see fit. Um, of course, out here in California, that has been, you know, <laughs> Uh, you know, a very different way. And certainly I think has been a violation of our own constitution and laws and rules. Um, uh, hence the lawsuit. What, what scares me is uh, that it's not just in California. I mean, though you guys are really bad. New York is bad. Uh, Michigan is bad. When the government uh, and those who wish to rule, uh, when they see the level that people will take, that is the level that you will get. Uh, and it seems to me that Californians and others are just fine with this. You're never going to get rid of this if everybody's fine with it. doesn't matter what the law right. says. Or what, is the, what is the feeling in California on this lawsuit and, and you know, what you believe? Well, I mean, I, I just posted yesterday government can only take what you will let them. Mm. And I think that's exceptionally true in, in America where it, it, all government is based on the consent of the governed, uh, based on a contract and that contract's been violated. And I think more and more people, I mean, really I'm hearing from people on the left, people who are Democrats, um, you know, independents in California who are saying, you know, we, we've had AB five out here, which, you know, did away with, uh, side gigs and, and independent contractor right. relationships like Uber and Lyft uh, put a lot of people out of out of business. We've you know increasing regulation, and then now with this shutdown of small businesses, uh, you know small business being the backbone uh, of our state and and revenue and and and, and economy, um, they're just getting hammered by these uh, autocratic rules. I think more and more people are waking up. There's a recall effort going on out here that's gaining a lot of traction. Um, you know, so look, I'm, I am hopeful that that, that, that essential liberty that I think is at the heart of every American is starting to be, to be awakened. And, no. you know, I'm hopeful that people will rise up and, and, uh, you know, elect leaders, uh, accordingly. If you, if you haven't yet, may I encourage you, uh, and those who think like you in California to read, uh, the world economic forums, uh, case on the great reset, because I can guarantee you, your state is going to be uh, all in with the Great Reset. And it's, it's not a conspiracy theory. Read it on the worldeconomicforum.org. It is terrifying. And I truly believe that's why some of these uh, Democrats are reacting the way they are to COVID. Because it right. provides the reason to reset us entirely. 
Uh, James. Our governor actually out here, just real quick, Glenn, our governor at the outset of this said this is an opportunity for progressive uh, politics. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, he made no, really no bones about it um, and has been obviously using this emergency to, you know, just recently he banned, uh, you know, the sale of all gas powered cars uh, using an executive order. Um, so we're seeing we're definitely seeing, um, you know, this emergency be abused to initiate in an agenda. Thank you so much, James. James Gallagher. He is California State Assemblyman. Uh, you should follow him. Uh, on Twitter, J underscore Gallagher 83, uh, and, uh, and support those who are standing up for freedom in Cal. I would say the great state of California, but eh, the state of California, James, thank you so much. God bless. Thank you. <laughs> say that to an elected official. Well, he can say it's a great state. Right, that's true. I can say it's a beautiful state, one of the most beautiful states. It is. That has completely been destroyed. (laughs) And I am not going to pay to bail out. I actually have a theory on this that I want to talk to you about here in a few minutes. Mm. Uh, Because I I think, I don't know how it works, but I think the American people have a class action lawsuit uh, (laughs) that we can file. And I don't know, you can't, can you sue the government? I I, (laughs) I, I just want like to run that, it by you. But okay. I, I want mm-hmm. to run it by you. Mm-hmm. Let me talk to you about Patriot Mobile. When you go for a sale, uh, cell phone, what do you want? You want good service. You want a good plan. Uh, you may want new phones. Uh, you know, pretty much everybody is looking for the same thing. But the big Verizon, AT&T, I mean, AT&T owns CNN. Hey, Verizon is, you know, spending millions of dollars in Planned Parenthood. Yay. How about going to Patriot Mobile? They're not doing either of those things. You know what they're doing? They're spending their hard their hard-earned uh money developing a better con- uh, company and helping defend freedom. But the first thing they do is better their own service for you. That's a crazy idea. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Switch over now. Become a member of Patriot Mobile. You'll get a U.S. customer-based service team. In fact, call them now and switch over 972-PATRIOT. Veterans and first responders will save even more. Make the switch today. Same service, lower price, and the values you believe in. Get free activation and a special gift with the offer code BECK. It's PatriotMobile.com slash BECK. 972-PATRIOT. Tonight on Glenn TV. November 3rd was important, but what happens on January 5th is even more critical. Glenn takes you inside the GOP's war room in Georgia and reveals the dark truth behind the Democrat candidates, their tied radicals, and who's funding their campaigns to unravel the Republic. It all comes down to this. Battlegrounds, Georgia. The radical Democrats who will transform America. Tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern at blazetv.com slash Glenn. This is the Glenn Beck Program. And we like sheep have gone astray. We like sheep are... Are are we going to just accept everything now? Here's here's my theory, Stu. I'm not a lawyer, 
I don't. I'm a doctor, but mm. I'm not a lawyer. I can treat lawyers for any kind of head cold to open no. heart surgery. It's not how it works. But, uh, but uh, if they pass this executive order to pay for rich kids' uh, student loans, mm. I I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm not going to become Wesley Snipes because they'll single us out for. And us, you too. How to, uh, how to pay zero income taxes? Yeah, you're not going to go down that road. Going to jail. <laughs> but I'm telling you, it is the greatest injustice that I didn't go to college because I couldn't afford it. I went one semester and couldn't afford it. So wait, I'm now having to pay for somebody else's student loan? Yeah, and and of course the somebody else usually are kids of wealthier people upper class people who could pay for college in the first place yeah like you know like imagine you're a plumber right and you get out and you decide i'm gonna go work my butt off and try to make a living for my family and to do that you got to take a loan out to get a, a van and you got to get equipment and all that do they pay that off no we just pay off the guy who's going to read about marks this is the glenn beck program hey everybody knows paypal but did you know that they were teaming up with honey to save you money honey is the free online shopping tool that automatically finds the best promo codes and applies them to your cart and now it's part of the paypal family just add honey to your computer and shop on all of your favorite sites like normal when it comes to checkout just click the little apply coupons button when it pops up a few seconds later honey scans the database for all the working coupons on the web and watch your price drop honey works on nearly every online store walmart doordash home depot uh lululemon macy's honey has found over two billion dollars in savings that's why they have over a hundred thousand five-star reviews on google chrome store not using honey is literally passing up free money it is free to use and installs in just a couple of seconds get money for free by joining honey join honey.com slash back that's join honey.com slash back this is the glenn Beck program Listen to these words. I pledge my life to advancing the principles of individual liberty, and I refuse to surrender my liberty to any earthly power. I pledge my allegiance to freedom and justice over any person or government, and I commit my life to advancing these principles. I pledge to stand with those who without a voice so all Americans may enjoy the same opportunity. I pledge my support to economic policies that support industrial and technological revolutions. I pledge my support for your right to say something that I might disagree with. And I reserve my right to say I disagree with you. Mm. I pledge to support policies and use government influence uh, whenever possible to dismantle laws and regulations that restrict the civil liberties of Americans. Uh, it goes on. It, it goes on. This is so great. This is the pledge that I want you to share with your family. You can find it at notfreeamerica.com. I want you to go through this next week at the Thanksgiving table. Yeah. I mean, you can order the book too. Notfreeamerica.com. It goes over that in much more depth and why we need those uh, th- those steps. But it's the Liberty Pledge at notfreeamerica.com. of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So have you noticed 
how many Republican women are going to the House? Oh, yeah. We have a squad of our own. The Truth Squad. Hey, there's something to that. No, there's not. Uh, We have one of the women uh, who is now uh, part of this group of conservative women that are new members of Congress, and they know exactly why they're serving. I want to introduce you to one of them in, in about a minute who I think you're really, really going to love. We do it in 60 seconds. This is the Glenn Beck Program. All right. Is it Rectech? Do I want to talk about Rectech? Norton 360. The uh, holidays are a great time for family, joyous celebration, giving back to your community, uh, wearing a mask, keeping social distance uh, rules, uh, making sure you don't hug grandma, Make sure you, you know, you don't invite her over even because somebody might sneeze and it might be her. You don't know. I don't want that to happen. Don't want that to Mm -hmm. happen. Oh, and by the way, uh, while you're online, because there's nothing else to do because your family is all shut up someplace. Make sure you have Norton 360 because there's a cyber criminal looking to steal all your crap. I have to tell you about what happened to my father-in-law. Holy cow. Just happened to him last night. Uh, remind me, write that down. Remind me. Um, anyway, it was about cybercrime. Uh, Norton 360, you are going to get real time protection against existing and emerging cyber threats. Nobody can present all or or prevent all cybercrime, but Norton 360 is a great way, uh, that will keep you and your family, uh, safe as safe as anyone can save up to 50% off your annual subscription now on your first year at norton.com slash back. That's norton.com slash back 50% off now norton.com slash back. Nicole Maliotakis is she is a congresswoman congresswoman elect from New York. Uh, she is part of the huge gain in the house made by mainly Republican women. Welcome to the program, Nicole. How are you? Great. Thank you for having me. So tell me, uh, first of all, I mean, New York. I mean, it, it, it was supposed to be a an absolute blue wave, and it was just the opposite. It was as close to getting to be a red wave as you could you could probably get. Well, I'll tell you, they held on to all the Republican congressional seats, uh, including that of of Rep. Peter King, who was retired and replaced by uh, Andrew Garbarino. And it looks like we took back two seats as well, including mine, uh, defeating uh, incumbent Democrat Max Rose. So uh, this was a seat that has historically been Republican for 30 years, was lost in 2018, and we were able to take it back. It's an important seat because it is the only Republican voice in Washington from New York City. And of course, uh, there needs to be a counterbalance here to AOC, uh, in addition to someone who's going to hold Mayor de Blasio accountable from the federal level. Mm -hmm. So uh, tell me why you ran. 
Well, look, I'm, I'm, I'm the daughter of a Cuban refugee. My parents are immigrants. Uh, my mom's from Cuba, came in 1959 to flee the Castro regime. My, my dad is from Greece. I feel it's incredibly important that we preserve the American dream that gave me the opportunity in one generation to become a United States congressperson. It's what makes this country so truly special. Freedoms, liberties, opportunity, uh, the pursuit of happiness, that we, needs to be preserved. And right now it's under attack by individuals within the ranks of Congress uh, who want to take away those freedoms. They want to increase uh, government. They want to have a takeover uh, and have socialized medicine. They want to stack the court. They want to change the election laws and they want to really change what makes this nation so unique. And by the way, has attracted millions of immigrants like my parents uh, for opportunities. And so I felt it was important, and I'm a state legislator now, and uh, this is, I've decided not to run for that, instead run for Congress. And I'm looking forward to, you know, taking my legislative experience to Washington, but also taking my passion uh, for this great country uh, that has done so much for, for my family. Um, and, you know, look, I, it, to me, it's very, it's very special and unique. We need to preserve that. We can't allow others to destroy that. So, Nicole, um, I think part of the problem here in America, and I would imagine your mom has told you this, um, when Castro uh, was first around and came to power, they made it very clear he was not a Marxist, he was not a communist, um, which he was, but they that's not the way they sold it. Um, and uh, a lot of people, I think, when these things happen, they think, well, it's not going to be, it won't happen here. And Americans have the it can't happen here uh, disease, and we are all in ICU on that. How do you convince people that these people are exactly who they say they are? Well, that's the whole idea. My mom always told me, uh, you know, socialism sounds like a great idea on paper, but in practice, it's uh, not only an awful idea, but it just can't be implemented. And to me, you know, socialism is is communism light. And what happens when you run out of people's money and you want to retain the power, then you turn into a communist society. Um, What I could tell you is that uh, like we have a, an amazing new class who's going to go out there and talk about this. Uh, we have uh, what's uh, turning into a, a nice alliance, a natural alliance that's forming. We have two uh, other Cubans from Florida, Carlos Jimenez and Maria Salazar. Uh, Carlos himself came here at six years old from Cuba, and Maria, like me, is a daughter of Cuban refugee. Um, we also have somebody from the Ukraine who's, mm-hmm. uh, who fled uh, Soviet Union rule, uh, and she's a member from Indiana, Victoria Spars. We also have members from Korea who are immigrants here, and their parents left North Korea for South Korea. And I have to tell you, we have a story, and we have a message for America. We need to get out there and, 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 and let people know, particularly millennials, that think that socialism is something grand. Uh, when you start, you know, the, it's the price you pay at the end of the day for what the government says they're going to do for you, right? And, and I can tell you, I have family in Cuba. They have no aspirations, no goals, no dreams. They're told by the government what their contribution to society will be. They make uh, what measly 15 uh, U.S. dollars a month. Uh, and uh, that's why I laugh when I hear Bernie Sanders talk about a fight for 15, you know, a $15 minimum wage when... In reality, in a, in a communist society or socialist society, maybe you're lucky if you make $15 a month, um, and, but you're, you're wholly owned by the government. And so, uh, you know, that, that's the thing. It's, it's something that it may, may sound to some a good idea on paper, but in practice, it's a complete disaster and only brings 
you know, misery, it strips your freedoms and liberties. Uh, and that's what we have to get out there to the American people who may not know what it's like in other countries like we do, uh, particularly those millennials. I have a farm in uh, Idaho and a $15 uh, an hour wage would be mind boggling great. In New York, a $15 a wage would be a horror show. I don't understand why this is a federal problem when every city and every state is different and should decide based on what's happening in their community and their state. Yeah, I mean, and that is something that is a, a, a good perspective and point of view. It needs to be understood. I mean, we are seeing the effects of New York's economy. Uh, it's not just the, the minimum wage. It's, it's a lot of other issues, government yeah. mandates. And particularly now during COVID, the way that the mayor and the governor have just shut down industries. You know, the tourist industry is just a complete disaster. Theater is closed. The restaurant industry has just mandate and mandate after regulation. You know, it's just... It really is hurting our local economy, and that's one of the things I want to work on is to help push to reopen New York's economy. We we can do so safely. Um, we need to be smart about it, and we need cooperation from the public, uh, but also restore those jobs lost uh, across the country. And I think that that has to be a major focus, particularly for somebody from New York. But, you know, it's an economic engine. But there's not, there's no, I mean, we talk to people from New York and, you know, I just had some friends out from Los Angeles. First time they've left their neighborhood uh, since this whole thing began, uh, began in California. And uh, they, they came out here and, you know, we went out to a restaurant and they said, there are people in restaurants. And we're like, yeah, you know, it's about 50%, but you know, everybody's, everybody's being cool about it. And we're basically living our life and just trying to be smart. You don't get that opportunity. And the people in New York that I know, they think we're insane for, for not being draconian. Yeah, well, I, I could say this. New York is having a lot of problems under Mayor de Blasio, and, and the, the, the shutdowns is one of them. But you also look at the crime has increased uh, exponentially. A, a number of policies that he and the Democrats have put in place under one-party rule um, they changed the bail laws in New York, which became a complete disaster. 3,000 individuals released, committed 9,000 more crimes, mm. murder and shootings, and, and, and burglaries increased. And we've got to get back on track. And the only way we're going to do that is by reversing some of the policies that have been put in place under one-party rule. And that's uh, why I'm, I'm, I contribute in the sense that I'm providing alternative perspective that, that needs to be you know, considered if we're going to get New York City back on track. And we need to restore law and order. That's a, that's a big issue. It's one of the reasons, I think probably the primary reason I, I won this race was because I support law and order. I support our police. Mayor cut a billion dollars from the NYPD budget. My opponent had marched, uh, mm. marched alongside those calling for it. And uh, we're seeing crime increase and quality of life deteriorate as a result. But you won't have um, you won't have uh, control of Congress. It is much better balanced than it was. But you don't have control of Congress. But but what I'm hoping you do have is a united front because the the left is splitting the Democratic Party. No, that's absolutely right. And it's refreshing to hear some Democrats actually push back and say, you know, we don't we don't we should not be 
the party of defunding the police. We should not be the party of socialism. Uh, and it's about time because what they're starting to realize, I think, is no matter how far the left they go, they'll never satisfy that radical fringe group. No. Uh, and that's something New York City needs to learn. They'll never satisfy them. In fact, when they after they cut a billion dollars from the NYPD budget, the first tweet from Ocasio-Cortez was saying defund the police means defund the police. And that's not enough. Um, and I have to say, you know, it, it, I, I agree with you. We, we need to be united. And I think that's the goal of Leader McCarthy, because we can uh, advance, you know, motions to recommit and amendments if we are all on the same page and work together. Uh, so I think that's important. Also, I think, um, you know, this 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 is the smallest majority they're going to have since World War Two. And I don't think Nancy Pelosi has the votes necessarily to be speaker still. And so we have to see what happens there. But I do believe there's opportunity for us as we'll be a governing minority and, and hopefully we'll pick up the, the seats needed to be in the majority two years from now. That would be nice. Thank you so much. Thank you for running. Thank you for standing. And uh, the one thing that America has to get back to is our unum. We have to fight for liberty. That's the only thing that will unite us. And and I don't even know if that's possible anymore because there's a lot of people that don't believe in it anymore. But uh, but I do. And, uh, and I think a lot of Americans do. We're not going to come together on policies. We're going to come together on principles if we can find them again. Thank you, Nicole. Appreciate it. Thank you. My website's NicoleForNY.com. I hope your, your folks will follow me. And I look forward to talking to you again. Thank you very much. Uh, all right. I just feel bad talking to people who are going into Congress. I always do. Yeah, I feel like, <laughs> yeah. Ask anyone lion. Here's the lion. Right. Uh, Nicole, <laughs> insert head in mouth. You haven't asked anyone in a while how their soul is. What I happened know. to that? It used to be every new candidate, you would always ask, how's your soul? Yeah, I thought about it. You just give it up? <laughs> I thought about it. Yeah, I kind of did. I kind of did. I mean, uh you know, if I if I think that there is a, a a real pure one out there mm-hmm. who's kind of like, hi, we're going to go and we're going to change the world because now we're those people. I'm like, um, just want to ask you, how's your soul? Right. And they're always like, it's great. It's super shiny with God. And you're like, yeah, there's going to be some people who are wanting to tarnish that a lot. Right. <laughs> so, I, I think I, I hope that people know that at this point. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many times have we heard, oh, uh, House of Cards, with an exception of the killing, absolutely the way it is. Right. <laughs> You're like, and when we oh. say the exception of the killing, there's more killing in real life. Yeah, yeah uh, real life. There's, there's a lot more killing. Much yeah. more killing. <laughs> hey, it's a train. Oh, another body found under it. <laughs> anyway, uh, let me tell you a, a little bit about Goldline. Uh, you are going to see the dollar start to crater uh and that is going to be intentionally done did you see that uh that uh mitch mcconnell could not get trump's federal reserve uh chair well grassley wasn't there right i mean I know. From, two people weren't there from covid uh, um, exposure he has it right yeah He's he like, has it uh mm-hmm. but they have until thanksgiving to be able to get him in because then i think there's somebody else being sworn in um uh, for a seat and so they won't have the numbers to be able to pass this they've got to pass that Th- they are holding up his federal reserve chair uh nominee because this person believes in mm, i don't know back money up with gold or something mm, you know have crazy. a standard we can't print everything 
That person has got to get in to be able to slow people down, but we'll see. Money is going to start falling apart on us in the next uh, 12 months, 24 months. Could be sooner, could be later. Goldline is the, uh, the place that I have trusted for a very long time to uh, take my, my fiat money and turn it into gold or silver. And gold or silver that you can actually spend. I, I think gold is going to get so expensive is if the world breaks down that it'll be good for, you know, having, you know, big sums of money. But I think silver is going to be the coin of the realm for at least a little while as they they destroy this. You're going to have to have something of value. Please call Goldline now and ask them about investing in gold or silver. Uh, also, ask about their holiday and retirement account specials uh, so you are prepared. Now, you also can get some great holiday gifts for the kids and the grandkids. My, da- my grandpa used to give out silver dollars when the dollars were actually silver. Uh, and it was the greatest thing. Uh, I don't know what I did. with. I think I spent all of them, and I, I regret that. Um, but if you want to create a lasting memory... Go get some silver dollars or get these holiday season coins that you can get now. They're they're pure silver and they have Santa or sleighs or you know snowmen on them. Check them out now at Goldline, 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE. They're waiting for your call right now. Please check in to gold or silver as a lifeline at goldline.com. 10 seconds, station ID. So I get home last night and my, my wife says to me, my mom just called. And I said, what happened? And she said, she just got called uh, by somebody who said, they're calling from Google to let you know that your, your uh, Apple account has been hacked into. That's what Google does all the time. All Mm -hmm. the time. They're always like, hey, I'm concerned about these people's Apple accounts. Right. Here's the thing. They don't call you. Apple doesn't call you out of the blue. This happened to my son-in-law. Happened happened to me, too. I got a call once, and it said, on the caller ID, on my iPhone, it said it was from Apple. Yeah. I didn't. Not uh, from Apple. It was not from Apple. Um, You just hang up on that, and then you call Apple. Say, great. I'll call you right back. Hang up. Call Apple. They don't do this. But uh, they worried that uh, they'd been hacked into. And so can you give us the banking information and can you give us all this information? And uh, my father, my father-in-law said they had like so much that that's identity theft. They have so much of your information. They can convince you mm. that they know everything. He said they had all the account. They had everything. They just didn't have account numbers, et cetera, et cetera. But they had enough to make a good, compelling argument wow that's scary that's what you when we say that people are stealing your identity and they're selling it on the dark web that's what i mean they sell pieces of it because with just a few pieces they can put it all together Mm. and it's amazing they they prey on older people uh who are much more trustworthy uh and you know a phone call used to be a phone call especially if you look down and it says apple well how do you you can't fake that oh yes you can yes you can and they do it's just amazing how many things 
are going on now. You, I mean, we're just getting arrows from everywhere, mm. from everywhere. Uh, so we're, what are you doing for Thanksgiving besides going out and buying masks for everybody? Uh, we do have a, uh, uh, I know this is going to sound illegal to many, but a, a family gathering. Mm. Um, I, you know, we'll take uh, precautions at times. I think you try not to sneeze on each other as much as possible. We try to do, and we, and we do have the benefit of being in Texas where it's very nice outside right now. So probably will eat, uh, outside. And I think that's a smart precaution to take. I think taking basic preca- precautions is a good idea in the current circumstance, that does not mean the government gets to tell you whether you get to go see mommy or not. That, that, that's where I think the uh, the issue is becoming so offensive to people. Because you see people like Gavin Newsom who tell you you can't see your family. And then there's then pictures goes, of him indoors yeah. just having a random meal. And the California legislators that went over to Hawaii for the big conference. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Really? Really? You're in Hawaii, but I can't go see mom. Yeah. Oh, okay. This is the problem. People think this is a scam because the media puts such a tight lid on anyone questioning anything. Instead of saying, hey, all questions are valid. We don't we don't know. Let's look into those and exposing them and, you know, having reasonable conversations. Instead, they forced you to do everything that makes people repel and go. I don't know if I trust anything. This is the Glenn Beck program. But they can't figure it out. They don't know what's causing these people. All right. Uh, let me tell you a little bit uh, about Simply Safe. You've got enough things to think about in the coming weeks without having to worry constantly about home security. But it's just the case of the uh, number of break ins in this country that rise every single year during the holidays. Wouldn't it be nice if you could not spend an arm and a leg and have some peace of mind as you go about your holiday business? The answer you're looking for is yes, and it's Simply Safe. Simply Safe been named the best home security 2020 by U.S. News and World Report as Forbes and Popular Mechanics. Uh, it is a great system. You can install it in 30 minutes. Uh, it's affordable, round-the-clock monitoring for 50 cents a day. 35% off Simply Safe right now. Plus, you'll get a free security camera just by visiting simplysafebeck.com. Hurry, this deal expires soon. It's simplysafebeck.com. Go there now. Simplysafebeck.com and save. Tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern, a new Stew Does America, followed by a brand new Glenn Beck on TV, Blaze TV. Go to blazetv.com slash Glenn, promo code Glenn. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Tonight, 9 p.m. on Blaze TV, Democrats are trying to hide how radical and how Marxist the uh, Senate candidates really are in Georgia. They're trying to sell them as moderates, but they are anything but. And we go through their records uh, tonight. Voters have rejected the radical Marxist and progressives and mass this uh, last election. Americans, I think we're saying, yeah, yeah, we may not want all the crazy texting, but uh, we really don't want all the Marxist crazy either. We're going to show you tonight the Green New Deal, defund the police. It's all on the table. 
and they balk at us saying that they're Marxists, but we'll show you who they really are. Raphael Warnock, he is the uh, man running against uh, Kelly Loeffler. He has preached to his own congregation. He's a he's a pastor about socialism and single payer health care. Listen, I'm so sick and tired of all of these folk talking about socialistic medicine. You're giving in to socialism. And I really get upset when I hear Christians in the midst of this debate talking about socialism. They ought to go back and read Acts chapter 2 where the Bible says that the church had all things in common. I'm trying to figure out how that works in a socialist <laughs> socialism uh we have uh we have somebody in studio that i think is the just one of the bravest guys uh out there we've had him on the program before uh he comes you know mainly to this program for his uh you know for his sports information Right, because you know sports so much, so well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Jason Whitlock is uh, with us now, host of Fearless with Jason Whitlock. Welcome. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for having me, Glenn. <sighs> I, before you take me down the path, I, I just want to make I want the viewers, listeners to know how well I was treated when I arrived in Dallas. You know, I pull up and I see, is that a Maybach out front? What, 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 what does Glenn drive here? What, what is that? A this Maybach? is not it's a Ford, we, uh, Ford Tempo. It's not something we've not, There's a Maybach out here. <laughs> no, it's, but you know what Glenn sent to pick me up from the airport? What? Some little, I don't even know, some little Chevrolet Cruze. <laughs> the tiniest car I've been in since I was a little kid. It Look, had, we run a clown it car. Had, Fast food trash in the back. That's me squashed into the back of the car that Glenn sent for me. So, and I sorry, pull up, and Glenn's Maybach is greeting me. And I'm like, wow. He's sending a message. Wow. Did uh, not, I did not know that we picked you up in that. I would uh, Next time, I'll send you right. the nice car. I, I needed that. Uh, <laughs> I needed to be so, uh, uh So, Jason, you are... What is what is pushing you to be as honest as anyone? I mean, beyond what anyone dares to be now. Uh, I, I don't feel like I have a choice. Uh, there's a couple of things when you said what's pushing me. Uh, my grandmother, Lovey Kennedy, we called her Mama Lovey. Uh, greatest influence on my life. Uh, raised me in a little small Baptist church, and again, my, my parents were very involved in my life. I live with my, but my grandmother was just an angel from God, mm-hmm. and amazing things happened in her life. Not good, but some just awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, her her father, the KKK, tried to lynch her father, and they ran her family out of Kentucky, uh, and she was very bitter for a long time in her youth. She became a Christian, and it took every bit of bitterness and anger away from her, and she became this person we all called Mama Lovey. She was the essence of Christian love, and so that has been implanted in me, a seed she put in me as a kid that is really taking root. And it doesn't, I mean, what's being planted in, I think, all of us, but in our churches, especially in the black community— What's being planted now are seeds of anger and and vindictiveness, Marxism. I mean, it's bad. The church, 
the black church in particular has been taken over by politics and politics is God and Barack Obama is Jesus and uh, Donald Trump is Satan. And I deal with this within my family. Me and my mother argue about it all the time. You know, I just I try to interpret the world through God's eyes, not through what the mainstream media is telling me. And it's it's but but when you go back to what's driving me, I'm really concerned about this country. And so you factor that with my mother and then I'm looking at our country embrace socialism which is the gateway drug to communism, which is the gateway drug to full Marxism. And then I'm trying to explain to people like, hey, man, these Marxism, communism, so they're all hostile to religion and faith. Oh, yeah. And our faith is the gr- Americans, uh, religious freedom, and particularly for African Americans, faith is why we survived mm-hmm. 300, 400 years of oppression we're a modern miracle, and and I wrote about it this week about uh, Patrick Moynihan's the Moynihan Report in 1965, where he was like, "Wow!" When he looked and studied black people, it was like, "It's incredible! It's extraordinary that they survived this." And the he didn't say this, but when I read it, my only answer is, "It had to be God." Mm-hmm. And to see us as a community, America, but black people in particular, become more and more secular. Scares the heck out of me, Glenn. It scares well, because the heck out of me. If God is your God and you have an understanding of the Christian, the real Christian God, he's all about forgiveness. He's all about you live your life in a way like he would. And even when he's being nailed to the cross, he's asking for God to forgive them. If with government is your God, they need you to be a soldier and they need you to march and uh, make sure you browbeat anyone else to get them into the party and get them to stand in line. That is absolutely correct. What's most concerning for me as a black person, though, is we've created this black pride religion. This black what? Black pride okay. religion. Yeah. Where we're out evangelizing, literally, love us. And, and people think that's just like a harmless thing. NBA players had it on the back of their jerseys uh, this summer when they finished up their season. They're making beats by Dre. Major corporations are making commercials about you love me or, you know, mm-hmm. begging people to love blackness. And it all sounds good. But as a Christian, I should be out evangelizing love God. That will emancipate you. That will lead you in a better direction. That will be your salvation. There is no salvation in loving your skin color. That's not an anti-black statement. That's just the reality. There's no salvation if I loved my skin color. None. (laughs) Again, white pride is demonized. Mm -hmm. Black pride is celebrated. Mm -hmm. Why would white liberals would demonize any white person that was like, you got to love white people and white pride, but they would demonize any because they know that's poison. They know that that's not good for you. So who are who are the because I'm convinced Johnson, uh, President Johnson and his when they made this big turn, these guys were practically Klan members at the time. They were known racist their entire life. And even after they, quote unquote, had a conversion, they were still pretty damn racist. Who who are these liberals or who were they? I, I think for Lyndon Johnson. 
having to neg- as racist as he was, uh, having to negotiate with Martin Luther King Jr. I don't think he liked that. I think, <laughs> I think he came up. I think he came up with a solution. So this will never happen again. Yeah. And they pivoted black people and that whole civil rights movement, driven by Christians and people of religious faith. It doesn't just have to be Christian, but people that submitted to a higher power. That whole movement comes from out of the church and comes from out of faith in God, faith in a higher power. They were like, we're going to cut off that power, connect these people to politics and other things. And now black people's identity is connected to liberalism. You have to in order to be black, you have to be liberal. And as black people, I don't think we fully understand how the label liberal is being used. It to me and and it'll take time. I'll say it and you'll have to think about it for a day to fully get it. But the label liberalism is the new KKK hood. You just put it over your head and no one knows you're a bigot. And so you can be as bigot as you want to be. You put the KKK hood on, you can go out and kill people, burn crosses. No one knows it's you. You get to do all kinds of racism and then go back into your life and, and pretend like it wasn't you. Put the liberal hood on. You can do anything. And there is no condemnation. Anything you do is a gift from God. If you write the crime bill that black people say led to mass incarceration, Joe Biden, because he's got that liberal hood, oh, no one can. It's, it's Joe Biden. He's a liberal. That, that, that was an unintended consequence. That was an honest mistake. There was no intent there. There was no malice. Juxtapose that to conservative. There's no upside to being called a conservative. If you're white, you're racist, homophobic, and just anything bad. If you're black, you're a sellout. And so I'm not even political. I've never voted. I'm not really into politics. I'm just not. It's bothered my whole family that I'm just not into it. But I am conservative because of my upbringing in the church and my upbringing as a football player, as an athlete. I am conservative. There's no upside. Oh, now I'm a sellout. Now I must not like black people. But you throw that liberal hood on, all is forgiven. You can rape, kill, uh, uh, plan abortion clinics in every black neighborhood across the country. (sighs) They're just killing them babies. That's good for them. Anything that they do is a positive if you put that liberal hood on. And I just, I'm trying to wake black people up like, hey, the KKK has no influence, no power, no real traction anymore. They've converted to liberal. And that's what's undermining black people's freedom, rise, success, elevation, and 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 this whole thing of looking at black skin as the defining characteristic of black people. That started 400 years ago with people that enslaved black people. Oh, you're black, that defines you, that means your freedom is limited in X, Y, and Z ways. Now they're coming 400 years later. The descendants, the ideological descendants of those people have, let's capitalize the B, the AP did this, the Associated Press, and all the mainstream media has followed. Black is this special characteristic and distinction that we set off in a category different than everybody else. And we we get to define what black is, and we now limit your ability. You go out and chase being black while everybody else goes out. 
chases freedom, chases faith in God, chases family, chases intelligence. Those They get to go after those characteristics as they're defining. There are men, women that sit out there, you know, I want to be known as a family man. I want to be known as a Christian. I want to be known as an honest person. As black people, the only option we have is you have to be known as black. And white liberals in Hollywood, in the music industry, and in the movie and TV industry, they get to decide what black is. And then you have to live up to that standard. It is crazy. I could spend uh, a long time with you. I'd love to have you on one of the podcasts where I could just let you run. Because I think what you say, what you write is so well thought out and, um, and needs to be heard. Really needs to be heard. I'm, I'm glad your voice is out there. Appreciate it, Glenn. Thank you. Uh, give me a better car next time I come. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let me tell you about Relief Factor. Uh, Relief Factor has had a big impact on so many people in this audience. Uh, I, for one, used to suffer from horrible pain all the time. Didn't think I could be able to use my hands anymore. I wasn't able to. I mean, I'm sitting here with a pen and a piece of paper in front of me. I like to actually physically write things. Uh, and I didn't think I would be able to anymore because my pain was so bad. Skeptical at first. It took my wife b- basically yelling at me and saying, try this or I'm not going to listen to you whine anymore. Uh, I didn't think it would work because I tried everything. Relief factor. It works for about 70% of the people who try. It doesn't work for everybody, but 70% of the people who try it go on to order more month after month because it works. Just try a three-week quick start to see if you're in that 70%. I luckily enough was in that 70%. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-500-8384. 800-500-8384. It's relieffactor.com. You're listening to Glenn Beck. This is the Glenn Beck program. We're glad you're here. Um, we have... We have quite a special on tonight. Uh, we're going to go over the two guys that uh, are running for the Senate for the Democrats in Georgia. And if these guys win, it's over. It really is over because they'll have the House, the Senate and the White House. People are really relaxing, I feel like. And we're like, ah, oh, well, you know, we've got the Senate at least. And it's like, wait a minute. No, you you don't, don't have the Senate yet. You don't. You don't have it yet. You have to win at least one. And you really need two. You need two because, right, a tie yeah. will be broken by Kamala. And we, and we should talk about the, the Alaska ballot measure, too, at some point, maybe this week, about how that one advantage is about to turn into about a half advantage because of the way that vote turned out. Uh, and, you know, it's it's a significant thing, even with two. Uh, you could lose people. You have Lisa Murkowski, Susan Collins, Mitt Romney. Mitt Romney. I mean, you don't have this. Is you not don't a, have this lock. You really need both of them. I you mean, really need you don't think that Mitt Romney will go for any crazy tax plan, any kind of crazy giveaway. You bet he will. He'll sell our rights down the river. He doesn't understand them. And these are tiny, tiny, tiny <sighs> margins in the state. You saw how close it was. I mean, Purdue uh, was uh, almost got to 50 percent, but not quite. You know, Trump at this point down 13 or 11,000 votes, whatever it is at this moment. Uh, it, like this is a purple, purple, purple state right now. You should not be taking this is not Georgia, you know, 1995. You know, this is uh, Georgia. 2020 is a totally different place. That is a purple state. And 
if Republicans do not get out and do something about this election, you could have Joe Biden and Kamala Harris with complete control of the government. Complete control. Complete control. Along with the little uh, brown shirts pushing them even more left on the streets. Could be really a fun time. We've got to win in Georgia. Don't miss today's episode, 9 p.m. Blaze TV. Program.